Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody. Wow. UFC 260 is in the books. And god damn it was a good show. Uh we don't normally get it with the with the main card uh, UFC pay-per-views, but whew, we got some highlight real knockouts. Let's hit that intro. Hello everybody, I am Mags and with me as always my son Carlos who uh, needs to maybe lower his chair because uh, his head's cut off on the screen. <laughs> How are you Carlos? I'm not too bad, how's yourself? Yeah, knackered. It's half past five in the morning here in the UK but uh, we've just finished watching one of the, the best UFC number pay-per-views in a long, long time. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I just want to remind you all that uh, Shooting the Sports Ish now has a Patreon. Uh, you can go and join that at patreon.com uh, slash shoot sports ish, where from just a, a dollar a month, you can get some amazing um, extra content from the guys over uh, at Shooting the Sports Ish. So definitely um, go and check it out and uh, and subscribe. Yeah, um, definitely. It helps us out every time you do that, obviously. If it we take off as a as a network, obviously we all can actually do it full time and we can all actually do our dreams in, in journalism. Yep, absolutely. So let's just quickly run through these uh prelims, Carlos. Uh they started the card with uh Mark Andre Barry Barrio, uh with the very late uh, knockout in the third round, I think with four seconds to go against Abu uh Azateu, uh, if you remember. Uh Snuck a bag of potatoes into Dubai, uh, which uh, a lot of people say no, but probably potatoes. not potatoes. Exactly. Then we had three decisions in a row. We started with Omar Morales again, decision against Shane Young in the featherweight division. Then uh, a decision in the lightweight division where uh, Mikel Alexi Chuk. Uh, picked up the win over Medeskas uh, Bukaskas. I always get his name wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, in the welterweight division, uh, uh, Abu Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov uh, got the decision against Jared Gooden. The uh, the feature prelim was Alonzo Man uh, Manfield uh, getting the first round sub against Fabio Charant. 
then we went into uh, the main card. Uh, this card it did uh, originally have two tar matches on, but unfortunately, Alexander Volkanovsky's uh, match was called off due to part of his team getting COVID. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with just five fights on the card. And god damn, they were worth it. So we opened up in the lightweight division with Jamie Malarkey taking on Karma Werber. And we opened up with a 46 second uh, KO cars. Um, Malarkey straight away, um, he just took he just took control from the very first second, firing in uh, the, the quick combinations in and out. Karma uh, Werber is kind of at the really up and down UFC. Uh, career so far. I think this is like his fourth fight. He's had two uh, really big wins, uh, some like highlight real knockouts, but then when he doesn't turn up and perform, he gets absolutely embarrassed and he got embarrassed today. Uh, he uh, he he, land, he was landed with a, a leaping left to the chin, uh, which absolutely uh, cleaned him out. And uh, and the best thing about this fight for me was the way Karma went to the floor. I mean, I, I don't really want to mock someone being knocked out, but this motherfucker went down like <coughs> Flair, where he <laughs> took about four or five steps and then went down. Uh, Malarkey with a, a, a classy, classy win. Uh, 46 seconds, Carlos. What did you think of it? Oh, honestly, I fucking forgot. I need to go back and watch it. I'm still in <laughs> shock of what not long just happened. Literally. But, yeah, I mean, I, I understand this has been a, a monumental uh, pay-per-view. Uh, but, yeah, um, uh, Malarkey really kind of making a name in that lightweight division. Um, that And that was actually his first win. I think his, his first two fights were both losses. Uh, then we went into the only women's fight on this main card uh, in the flyweight division. Gillian Roberts breaking the, the record for the number of uh, flyweight fighters in uh, uh, flyweight fights in for, for a single fighter. And she took on the, the, the big hitter in Miranda uh, Maverick. Um, first round, Gillian oh, just couldn't hang uh, with Miranda. Uh, Miranda's uh, shots were coming from absolutely everywhere. Uh, Straight punches, hooks, kicks. Um, Robertson really kind of struggled in this first round to find a range to be able to uh, to uh, combat uh, the 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 offense of Maverick. Um, she just had more um, snap, I suppose, more energy, uh, definitely more volume. Um, in 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 periods, it looked like uh, Robertson was going to be lucky to get out of this first round. Uh, she did end up getting took down with a with a trip, uh, but uh, was back on her feet pretty quickly. Second round, and you could tell that uh, she used that that uh, Din Thomas um, training, and uh, that's a, a, a cheap plug for uh, going back and listening to one of Carlos's uh, five round interviews where he interviewed uh, uh, Din Thomas recently. You can go check that on uh, Shooting Sports its YouTube page. Um, a really cool, a cool and frank interview from uh, Din Thomas. Um, but in that second round, I, I felt that uh, Robertson really turned the game up. Uh, she, she went to what uh, has been really successful for her. She uh, got uh, got the quick takedown, was able to control Maverick on the ground for, for long periods, uh, struggled a little bit to, to get in position uh, uh, to, to take in the back, but was able to transition and really kind of control Maverick. Um, eventually worked and got that back. Um but Maverick was able to to really stay calm and collected, um, and was uh, able to to just get out of it in time, peel away, got back standing. Uh, knew she'd maybe have lost that round, so she came out and landed a, a few shots. Um, going into the third, um, it was then Maverick who, who thought, "Yeah, I'll start playing the ground game," and really turned up. And for me, this was more impressive because it showed. She's got levels to a game. Uh, this is not something that she needed to show in the first fight, but she certainly showed that she's more than comfortable hanging both on the feet and on the ground. Uh, and she really dominated um, uh, Robertson in this third round in, in terms of keeping... She kept her on the ground for pretty much all of the round. Um, such a, a dominant wrestling performance, uh, such a dominant um, uh, striking performance in the first round. I was surprised that the judge, two of the judges gave the second round to Maverick because 
I felt that, that Robertson dominated that second round, but uh, Maverick still pulled off the victory, well-deserved victory, and uh, she's definitely going to be making uh, some impact in that flyweight division. Definitely. You can tell she was a bigger fighter coming into the fight, obviously. Aura in favour of Juliana. Um, like I said, go watch the interview with Dean Thomas. Some good, uh, knowledgeable in, um, content you'll get out from, especially from that interview. And Juliana Robinson is one of his fighters. So obviously, I was definitely rooting for her. And unfortunately, she didn't get the win. And she was doing the right stuff. You can tell it's just she just wasn't strong enough. Like mm-hmm. She was the smaller fighter who... She had, I don't think she had the, the, the bigger reach, so she was already under reach, definitely smaller than her opponent. And then when it got into the, the actual exchanges on the feet, she could take the shots, but then in a way, that's not a good thing. Because even though she could, she was taking the shots and eating them, she wasn't really giving a lot off of her own. She, she didn't have the the time or the, the space to get them off. So when she was able to get it to the ground and just simple as trying to get on her back, put her arms around her, drag her down in a way, just try and use her body weight against her. Um, so she were able to do that well and perfectly and try and work to different positions and trying to get her hooks in and take the back. And, and when she wasn't able to do that, she was reversing into different positions, whether that trying to go for hard guard or even, like I said, when you were uh, seeing her pulling on her, either just a wrist or an ankle, just to put her off balance and to put her off centre of motion and centre of gravity, which... He's, especially in wrestling, when you mix your wrestling up with jiu-jitsu, and Dean Thomas is brilliant at that, you've you've got a dangerous game that you that you can potentially play. But unfortunately, Gillian Roberts was the smaller opponent and she didn't get the win. But this is not to say that she's um, going to give up. She's 25-year-old. She's been in the UFC now for a couple of years. She's had 10 fights in the UFC. <laughs> Yes, fair enough. She it may have been win loss, win 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 loss, but at the end of the day, she's still twenty five. She's still learning. She's got a hell of a lot. Attack. Max Holloway's were in the UFC. What nineteen, twenty year old? Then look at him. In a couple of years, he's learning. He's champion. Uh, give give a time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple of comments on. Uh... On Periscope uh, from Keegan Maduke, um, talking about um, Francis and uh, Stipe. Uh, we appreciate the support, Keegan. Uh, thank you for for watching along, and we'll certainly get to those uh, those questions uh, when we when we get to the main event. Uh, but let's go to the middle of the card now. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, All the undefeated. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> definitely did not lose his last fight. Wink, wink. Um, I mean, the guy. It, You've got to love the comments. I mean, his, his, his character is not my cup of tea, um, but you've got to love a fighter who believes in himself so much. Anyway, he was taking on a very dangerous fighter in uh, Thomas Almeida. Um, kind of a, um, becoming a bit of a gatekeeper now in that bantamweight division, uh, but still a very dangerous fighter who can beat anybody on his day. And he was he was outclassed by, uh, by uh, O'Malley. Um, it, it started quite brightly. Uh, Almeida uh, was was finding his range pretty quickly, uh, but um, O'Malley is one of those kind of like uh, wiry uh, fighters who was able to almost see things a, like maybe a, half a second mm-hmm. earlier, and he's able to slip a lot of stuff. And he did that quite a lot. But what he is good at is landing shots from absolutely nowhere. Um, and in the in the first round, he really hurt Almeida. Uh, went with a with a high kick, um, landed the left hand. The problem was he believes his own bullshit sometimes so much that he thought he got that that highlight reel walk off knockout. And he, he, Almeida is a, a tough cooker, and uh, it was hard to um, to keep down. Um, and that could have that could have been uh, a bad move by O'Malley. Um, he, he recovered. Almeida recovered well, but O'Malley was still able to, to throw a lot of shots. Um, going into the second round, and, and it was uh, a, a stronger round. I thought for Almeida, he was still able to. He was able to land more leg kicks, uh, a couple more um, um, uh, shots. He got. He, he did actually trip O'Malley um, early on in the round, but O'Malley was using that that range and that distance and those jabs. Um, 
He um, there was a point near the end of the round where O'Malley slips, uh, but uh, Almeida wasn't able to to quite get um, uh, get into a dominant position. Uh, but going into the third round, um, I think Sean O'Malley knew he may have made a mistake by not finishing that that first round, uh, and he went all out. He absolutely just destroyed O'Malley, Almeida in, the, in this third round, uh, landing leg shots, landing punches, uppercuts, uh, and then um, the, there was just a beautiful left hand and then the right hand that, uh, that just stung Almeida, knocked him to the floor. Um, uh, O'Malley did want to, he wanted to do the walk-off again, mm. but uh, referee Mark Smith said, no, you've got to carry on. Bad decision by the referee. I don't like that because Almeida was clean out. Uh, so O'Malley does what he's told, lands a, a hammer fist, and that 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 made it worse for Almeida. It just put him fast asleep. But O'Malley is back in the win books. Thirteen and uh, five and one in UFC. Thirteen and one in his career. Wink, wink. Uh, never <laughs> lost. Uh, but a, a great victory for him. Yeah, absolutely. I love him. Man. I don't uh, just. They sort of grew on me now, especially with his honesty of what he did after with the Wayne show when he was on it and he was saying about how he takes a little bit of persona, uh, persona from like Conor McGregor, the way he sort of influenced his own career and made it big with not only with the, 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 flashy, the, the flashy finishes and obviously the showing off and obviously the, the, the talking as well, which a lot of people love to see. And they, you do in a way, a lot of people do love to see it, especially like a guy like O'Malley. Does uh, wacky colours? He smokes weed. He, he he plays video games and he knocks people out. He has a very very kind of a controversial podcast. And yeah, which, yeah. I'm not, we're not going to go into that because he's yeah. Fuck, I'm scared of Megan. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, it's with him taking the victory now. In the fight, fair enough. But the walk of KO, a lot of people are probably going to jump on him saying, "Oh, look at you, you." You, you are doing that, you think you're better than you are. and But then just take it in a way of you're in the 21st century, look at how much that would have gone absolutely viral for everyone's phone, mm-hmm. just him, yeah. just doing a, uh, like he did with uh, Eddie Wideman. Yeah. Eddie Wideman. Wideman. Yeah, Wideman. Like he did with him, where it was just a faint uppercut and then it was just overhand, uh, right, and it was just an absolute beautiful walk of chaos. Just imagine if that happened again, and that's what Dana wants to see, that's what the UFC wants to see, and at the end of the day, that's going to, that's going to get him a, um, a guarantee. If we were to watch you, uh, Dana White and see what he says, guarantee Sean O'Malley gets a bonus from that. And yeah. I wouldn't expect well, him to. He essentially, he should have two because he did two walk-off uh, knockouts. Well, yeah, he, did, he, he said he got two finishes in one fight. Um, but then, uh, again, that answers the question. Is his legs as fucked as we think they are? Is his ankles messed up? I don't think they are. He was throwing them well in the fight. Fair enough. Uh, we have, we're always saying in the gym when you're throwing uh, leg kicks or throwing body kicks or head kicks especially, you always want you want to make sure that you're not just throwing your leg and letting it go jelly and letting it go over the place. You want to be controlling it, yeah. tightening it up, and especially if you're if you're not tightening your your ankle up and, you, and you're hitting you, someone you with it, you yourself more damage. Yeah, you potentially could just break it, and it's the end of the day you are finishing yourself. And it goes short. O'Malley uh, wasn't. Uh, was kicking perfectly in the fight. But not only that, he, I saw him in the fight, he was touching his cup a lot, like a hell of a lot, just a touching his cup, whether that just being adjusting it or just physically putting his hands down just to touch his cup. And maybe that's one thing that he'll look back on his coaches and be like, oh, a little habit, that will we'll get that out of it. But if I were a Thomas, I would have... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm no professional fighter, but if I were Thomas, I, if I picked up on that show that's got Eden, and <laughs> he never capitalised on it. Not once did I see him in the fire, him going, I'm going to wait for him to piss about his cup, and then I'm going to shoot him with a once. And he never, he never did that, which were bizarre to me. But it, again, Sean O'Malley's one of these fighters where you've got to put pressure on him because if you don't put pressure on him, he's got room to work. He's already a lean fighter, as it is, and he's already tall, and he's already got them spider arms that'll reach you from the other end of the building. So he's, he's one of the fighters you have to put up against the cage, pressure him, take them legs away from him wrestle him if you have to but again he's dangerous with that he's a grappler as well he's a mixed martial artist he's well rounded he's a, he's a young uh, guy coming up how old is he? 20? 23 uh, I think no he's not 23 I don't, I don't think he's that old he's in his 20s let us know in comments how old he is um, but yeah he's only young so again he's another one who's got a learning curve and hopefully, just hopefully with this win the way he wins the way he won sorry Hopefully he don't get too big headed like he did with his last one, and and you know, you know that he is going to. Yeah, but, that he's gonna <laughs> he probably is going to, and he's he's probably going to get hated for it. But I reckon if he if he doesn't become a prick with it, or too much of a prick with it, I reckon he'll actually keep some of his fans, and it'll do he's better for him in the long run. He's twenty six anyway. Oh, twenty six, really? So yeah, he's only young, so he's only he's still got time to improve, still got time to learn. Um, but yeah, what, congratulations on the win and what a good win for him. Just hopefully he done. I'd like to see him the champion in the future. Obviously, if you were to say put him up against the champion now, he he'd get absolutely beasted because that's all he looked for is the finish. And sometimes at the elite level, you can't just look for the finish because as soon as you start looking for the finish, that's when you'll get basically put out. You leave yourself open. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some. Uh... Some uh, love from our uh, Twitter and YouTube uh, fans here. We've got Tanner, my uh, tag team partner from uh, Radio Techers. I'll be speaking yes, to him tomorrow. He said tonight was uh, full of nasty knockouts. Or oh, Malice should have finished the fight uh, in the first. Absolutely, but he still got it in the end. Yeah, two highlight real knockouts in, in one fight for him. Um, my dude Ray Cash, uh, Rance Morris, has put. Refs have got to figure out what a, a stoppage and what is not. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's been one of the banes of, of, of this show for us. Uh, refs not uh, protecting the fighters enough for me. That's Absolutely. that's their yeah. main job in, well, in, the, in the octagon, and it's not happening enough for me. I, uh, it's not happening enough. Uh, I went before the UFC 260 event. I went a couple of hours before the event. I went live with my guy uh, Emmanuel from Prospect and. One of our conversations we had were about the referees and about how you know, judges work and doing the 10-8 rounds and scoring the farts and going into all that sort of stuff. Go give it a listen to. But, yeah, it's uh, it's mad how they, they need some retraining there. Obviously, you've got the people, you, you're good referees, you're Mark Goddard. I don't know what's happened with John McCarthy. He's doing a lot of commentating, but I wouldn't mind seeing him a lot more in the octagon. I think he's got an exclusive deal with Bellator now. Yeah, he's doing a lot of commentary work, but like I said, I wouldn't mind doing it because Irv Dean, he were one of the best and I agree with Dan Hardy. A lot of people are giving Dan Hardy shit, but fuck you, he's he's, he's speaking facts. Irv Dean is making a couple of mistakes each time he fucking ref. So, yeah, you, you can't be someone shit for just speaking facts. Well, you can, but again, fuck you. So um, my, my dude, Matt JC, has put Ngannou has got the nastiest jab. Uh, I agree. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get on to that uh, very, very soon. The next fight hasn't got much talking points, uh, to be fair. And then the last one for now, again, going back to Ray, uh, he says, doesn't O'Malley remind you a lot of killer Kevin Holland? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I, I think uh, Kevin Holland's uh, thing is... Just having a conversation whilst fighting, um, that that kind of sets him apart from O'Malley for me. For me, O'Malley's just got so much self confidence 
Uh, he just does not give a shit what anyone else says or thinks. He believes that much in himself. And you've got to be like that. If yeah. you want to be a champion, you've got to have that self-belief. Uh, what you need to do, though, is manage it with uh, being able to take criticism and being able to learn. Uh, I think O'Malley has certainly shown in this part that he took the bad points of, 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 of the loss and was able to rectify and, and, and learn on them. And, and that's what... You, that's what an elite level fighter is able to do. Absolutely. So let's go into this co-main event. And uh, yeah, I, I, these kind of fights make me sad. They really, really make me sad because you're seeing the the, the downfall of someone who was an, an absolute killer in, in these streets. Tyron Woodley, uh, from his time in Strikeforce and from his time as a welterweight champion in the UFC, was a murderer, an absolute murderer. But when you see somebody lose a couple of fights and they get that kind of a self doubt and they get that um, they, they, that feeling that they just don't want to be there, that the, the sport has passed them by. Um, I felt that he had that in the last fight, um, and he certainly showed it again in this fight. Uh, Vincente Luque, I, 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 I like the guy. I think he's a really talented fighter, but he's he's definitely kind of. Um, a, a gatekeeper, a mid-card fighter, uh, and he absolutely schooled Tyron Woodley in this fight. Uh, we started off at the beginning, and, and Woodley, he showed a little bit of passion in that fall. He started fast. Yeah. He started fast, and he hasn't done that in a, in a hell of a... He hasn't done that long. since being champion. Yeah, he hasn't. He's, he literally was as stu- straight away, the bell went and met in the middle, and Woodley double under straight away, and he was just pushing him up against the cage, and you could tell he wanted that takedown, and... Mm-hmm. He made a statement before the fight, um, basically saying about how he knows he's lost. He, he understands he's losing. He can sort of, when you're in there, you're in autopilot, especially when you're in fighting, when you're at the biggest stages. Your body sometimes does go into autopilot, and that's what he admitted that his body did. And it was watching himself lose, and he didn't want to do that anymore. And the one thing in his head that he needed to come up, you know, get over is no one's scared of that right end of his anymore because everyone it. knows how to beat him, everyone knows how to back it up, no one's scared of it, because the only thing with Woodley, when when he was fighting, it was his big right hand, and his power double, and every time he was doing that, it was always back up, back up, back up, mm-hmm. the back foot against the cage, and as soon as he felt like, we're either shot with that big right, or shot him with a double, and, and the, the, the game's moved on a lot more from just it, fighting people like Josh Costa, when it, that sort of in, stuff don't In work. the first two minutes of this fight, um, Luke proved that that those are, are defendable because he, he avoided quite a few of those big right hands from Woodley. And when uh, Woodley went in for the for the, the shoot, Luke was able to to defend it perfectly. Uh, and that's what put uh, Woodley in trouble because he was driven to the fence. Well, that's the game. The game just evolves too much. And the, the one thing that put Woodley in trouble is the fact is he was, he, he did what basically Francis did before he's learned a lesson. He just he's gone out there and he's looked for the finish and mm. he's dropped his hands and the Quentin has just been able to jump on that and crack him and that's exactly what's happened. He's got in a way he's got his confidence back, but he's overconfident. He's thinking I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna make a statement, yeah. I'm gonna probably pick him up, I'm gonna slam him on his back, I'm gonna take control, I'm gonna either sub him out or I'm gonna TKO with punches. That's in his mind, that's probably what's gonna happen. Then do not take his defence, coach. I honestly love your game plan, but I think Woodley's done. He's absolutely done. I don't think he's got the, the passion. passion. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he he's got the passion for it anymore. And especially when you're not just training for a title. If you're training for like this, and you, I can just tell how much training he's put into it. And for him to put his best, because that was his best. That he's not. He's not going to get better than that. He's only getting older. He's not getting younger. He's not going to get stronger. He's everything now is just. He's going down. He's. He's been on top of the world and he's lost it. And it's going to be a hard road for him to get back. It's his last part on his contract. I don't believe he retires. I just don't want him to... He wanted that and it's like, right, being in a reigning champion to four losses in a row mm-hmm. and then keep just losing and losing and losing. Oh, and getting on hopes of, oh, I'm still one of the greatest in the world. It's like, no, you're not. At this point, no, you're not. You, you need to think about is it worth getting smacked in brain yeah. to you know what I mean it's, it's, 
Put him up against Usman now. Put him up against... Uh, not, not, yeah, Usman. Put him up against Usman. Put him up against Colbert. Put him up against Burns. Do you see Woodley winning them fights after this one? Well, no, because he's lost to all of them. Exactly. So he's... They, they, I, I'm, you could put him up against anyone in the top 15 and you wouldn't back Woodley to win. Uh, anyway, let's just let's just quickly go over the finish. So basically, he uh, he was uh, cracked with a, a big left, which uh, sent him uh, stiff legging it to the the, the cage. He, how he uh, stayed stood up was absolutely unreal because his legs locked. He, he was basically they were just wooden. Um, he was he grabbed the cage, which is something I'm surprised he didn't get pulled by uh, with the ref. Uh, that kept him standing, uh, which gave uh, Luke the chance to to take the 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 fight to the ground, <laughs> locked in the darts choke, and and the fight was was pretty much over. I assume you're laughing at some of these uh these YouTube comments, so we'll quickly go through them again. Uh, we have got Mar JC coming back with a uh, Woodley needs to hang it up. He's getting to the point where Chuck Liddell was at at the end. He just doesn't have it anymore. I fully agree with you, uh, Mark. Sometimes fighters just don't realise when. Uh, the the sport has passed him by. Um, I think Woodley is realising that because he's he's just not shown the effort uh, or the passion in his last couple of fights. But yeah, um, it it looks like he's going into, into that stage for me. Uh, then we've got Ray. Oh, you! <laughs> <laughs> That's mean, Ray. That is very mean. Uh, we've got. Uh, Again, coming back uh, with Woodley's career is over. So sad to say. The thing is, I think his UFC career might be over. I don't think his fighting career is over. I don't think he'll he'll just pack him yet. Um, I would not be surprised to see him uh, show up in Bellator. Yeah, yeah, this this will literally this will be his one last uh, one last loss before a title shot in Bellator. That's with literally that meme that goes around with fighters like that, where it's like, oh, they're one more loss away from a title shot. He's literally one more loss away from a title. He's got his loss. He's, <laughs> you're definitely going to see him. Having a title shot in Bellator, yeah. I, I wouldn't hardly, I wouldn't say go to one. I push it PFL anywhere else. Be Bellator. Be, yeah, Bellator. I couldn't, I couldn't see him going to anywhere. Mm-hmm. Personally, I couldn't see him going to anywhere else. And then uh, another one from Ray's pub. Uh, by the way, Luke versus Nate should be for the BMF title uh, 2021. Do you know what? This is the second ah, time. Usman's the BMF champion. <laughs> Usman, Usman booked the piss out of Masvidal. Um, Luke, uh, this has been like the second or third time that Luke has called out Ned Diaz and Ned Diaz has absolutely ghosted him. Just, I don't think he's on uh, name level uh, with Ned Diaz, uh, to be fair. I know, I'd, I'd say so. Is it, Fan level, I dare say, could hang with him, but I mean, uh, Ned Diaz is a huge name. I understand why he's done it. He's obviously, he's one of his training partners, he's, and one of his, yeah, one of his training partners is Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert Burns, He's obviously in that in that sort of picture with Colby and Usman to fight for the belt, and then you've if he were to get up there and get into that title picture, he's then gonna he will have to it's inevitable he's gonna have to fight he would have to fight Burns at some point whether that be for the belt or the number one contender for the belt. So he's he's gonna be up there. So shouting Nate Diaz out that's a a money fight, definitely, because uh, people, yeah. are, people oh. are going to pay for Nate Diaz to watch him, but as well... Uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm not saying he, he was in the wrong for shouting out Nate Diaz, I'm just saying uh, Nate Diaz is not going to... Um, he won't accept it. Yeah, he's, he's not going to acknowledge it, because yeah. for Nate, uh, Vincente Luque doesn't uh, give him, him, yeah. him 1.5 million back. Yeah, he doesn't do nothing for him. He's either, if Nate comes back... If, if anyone were to fight there, Nate's either fighting Masvidal or Connor after when Connor loses to Dustin again. Um, so, Mark uh, JC's come back with a, another comment. Uh, Bellator is the I won't retire organization. <laughs> so, so, Woodley will be there by the end of the year. And I, I won't I, retire. I, I mean, I believe, I believe you, you've hit the nail on the head there, Mark. And uh, looking at the. the the, some of the fight, welterweight fighters in, 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 in Bellator. There is some interesting fights there for, for Woodley, to be fair. Uh, you've got Lorenz Larkin, obviously used to be in the UFC, but you've got uh, Chidi Jacana. Uh, um, you've got Venom Page in there, which would be a, a good name for, for him to knock off. Uh, 
Paul Daly's still over there at Bellator. Uh, Douglas Lima's there. Um, you've got. Um, I think Douglas Lima's be Koresh Kong. Yeah, I, I, I won't be surprised. Uh, <laughs> Ray is just absolutely bringing the comedy fight today. So he's replied to Mark his uh, comment about Bellator being the our retire organization. So he's put. So it's essentially AEW. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to the main event. Ah, but before we do that, okay. you know who has signed to the UFC? Paddy Pimmel from Cage Warriors. Yes, and uh, did you see his, uh, his call-out video? He absolutely did. You've got Graham's number. Give him a ring. <laughs> absolutely. I love him. He, brilliant. He's a throwback to the 1960s uh, Liverpool. Absolutely. I love the way he's done it. He, a lot of people were calling him from Cage Warriors about four years ago saying, why are you not in the UFC? And... I can understand it. He said he wasn't ready. Yeah, I totally agree with him. He's done it right. Cage Warriors, fair enough. They're on Fart Pass. He's a big name in Liverpool. He sells tickets for days. Mm -hmm. He has people watching him left, right and centre. But he's stayed on a smaller show and not picked his opponent, but he's he's fought whoever they've put in front of him and he's he's beat them on a smaller level to where he's just working on his skill set and now he's finally in the UFC and... He's going to make waves in that featherweight division. It certainly is. Uh, so after I was rudely interrupted there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about this main event. Uh, what the fact that this card was uh, was built around uh, Steve Miocic going uh, to defend his baddest man on the planet uh, title, uh, taking on Francis Ngannou. These two fought. Uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, Ngannou was absolutely uh, decimated by Stipe. Um, uh, uh, remembering the kind of like backstory from from around that fight, uh, Ngannou was very um, overconfident. Uh, it was a, a st- still a relatively young fighter, full of piss and vinegar. Uh, <laughs> didn't didn't uh, train well for the fight. Didn't believe he needed to wrestle because he just knocked fools out uh, left, right, and centre. Um, and he was he was totally embarrassed by that fight, and that fight brought him down to earth. Uh, and he went and changed up his game plan. It wasn't long after that fight we saw him uh, really try with the wrestling. Um, I mean, it was very rudimentary, but he, he, you could tell that uh, it was a wake up call for him. And he knew that if he wanted to be the best fighter in the world, he, he had levels to the game to to add. Uh, and he added those levels uh, today. Um, I mean, the, the the fight was just absolutely scary. These are two big, big hitters, and and Garner made Miocic look small in this in this hour. Well, he didn't Steve were small. He only came in at he only came in at two hundred and thirty-four pounds, which mm-hmm. when you're fighting at, at that, I think their their maximum you can weigh in is two hundred and sixty-six. So just. The, the weight difference between Francis and Stipe there is, is already off the charts. And, yeah, Jesus Christ, Francis Ngannou made the adjustments that he needed to do. Now, I saw some holes in his game. He can't keep that pace up for five rounds, especially no. as champion. Well, now, it was heavy being after the, yeah, in the first round. Yeah, his mouth were open, especially after he was fast. He reminded me of when Brock Lesnar first came into the UFC with uh, Frank Mir, and he was just... He's, back takes when he was able to just move like, like like a welterweight would in the heavyweight division and it's like if he were to keep that up he's going to be a scary champion now he's definitely going to need to work on his game now obviously he's he's boxing now Stipe is a crafty fighter he's going to get a, he's going to get another shot he will come back and have tricks up his sleeve Francis Fair, fair enough. I'm gonna eat my words. I was, I was counting Francis out. I thought Stephen was gonna mm-hmm. have him every single round. I just thought that's it. He's gonna go in there. He's gonna try and knock him out again, and it's gonna go like the first round. And wow, he's he's worked on his, his wrestling man. That that sprawl that he, he were able to do, and then just the back take yeah. and the punches afterwards. You could tell Stephen. You could just see it in his eyes from when he first. Uh, did the sprawl and he basically got back up it, and it was like it beats me on every every level now, now yeah it's like now he does it's like shit it's like how fast were he doing that I think what surprised me the most uh, I mean the wrestling was was 
was so good by Angara. Uh, for someone who's only been really training it for the last couple of years, for him to be able to sprawl against uh, Miocic and then uh, was able to basically control him and, and land those ham- uh, big shots, that was impressive. But for the more impressive thing was me was the patience. He mm. the first the first fight his problem was he went in to to do what Tyron Woodley do. Uh, did, uh, tried in, in, in the co-main event he went to try and knock uh, Stipe out uh, and not take his time and, and, and wait for the openings this is a different kind of animal this is a patient stalking predator of an animal uh, Ngannou in this first round was it was night and day compared to the Ngannou that faced Stipe the first time but when he landed the shots he spun Miocic's uh, jaw Really, really hurt him. Um, there was a, a couple of moments in that first round where it could have been finished there and then. Miocic um, was was lucky to, to to kind of get out of that uh, in, out of that first round into the second round. But when he uh, when Ngannou got into that second round and he just landed a very it was not even a full powered jab, just a very light jab, and you could see Miocic's face just. Crumble the head kick, he kicked yeah. him in the head. It's yeah. like, why have you seen Francis Ngarni for a fucking head kick? And it's like it, it, the skills that he's been able to possess. Now, mm. we saw him in one of his last couple of fights a year ago, he picked up a submission, so he were able to add to his game there. And this is a guy who went who lived for months homeless on the streets of France mm-hmm. to five years later fighting for a title, losing to then what another two, three years later now becoming the heavyweight champion of the world. And he's been, what, a professional fighter, been around mixed martial arts for the last 10 years. That is impressive. That is very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's, you, if someone were to say to you, he's going to be champion, you'd be like, and if you were to know the sport, you'd be like, no, you're talking shit. You, you, not a chance. There's this guy who knows, he's a bodybuilder. Not a chance there's a bodybuilder come in and take over the sport like Francis has done and, but he's been able to do it. He's been able to come in and knock people out who's been old stand-up fans, uh, Rosen Sturrick and Alistair Overeem, who were K-1 kickboxing world champions, yeah. multiple division world champions, and he schooled them in the stand-up. Steve Miocic, my personal opinion, he's, he's still the greatest of all time. He's still the greatest ever. Yeah, Francis may have beat him, but it's going to take Francis more title defences. You know who's going to be next for Francis now. There's only one man. We have a we have a couple of comments that we got <laughs> earlier on in the in the show uh, from uh, Keegan Maduke. Uh, he's put a, a trilogy uh, going for the Francis and Stepe trilogy. I think that happens. I don't Not think it, I don't think it happens straight away. Um, we've got some more uh, comments. No, uh, he's, he's going to have. He's going to be suspended for about two hundred days, just after the last amethyst that Francis. Not even yeah. the knockout punch that made him snap his leg. Yeah. It was the amethyst that the, came and, yeah. and chopped his fucking the, head off. The way Miocic uh, <laughs> went down and his knees just buckled. He's definitely got some uh, MCL issues there. Uh, he'll, he'll be out for a while. Uh, we've got some more comments uh, in in the in the chat. Uh, we've got Rance. Uh, all jokes aside, shout out to Africa. We've got Ngannou Jones and is it um, African? No, he's, he's saying Ngannou versus Jones and Izzy versus Whitaker should oh, be in okay. should be in Nigeria, uh, basically. Uh, an yeah, African you're card. definitely going to get that. I think with uh, African, you're going to get um, you, you're going to get Francis Ngannou versus Bones representing that uh, main event. Can you imagine card. a three way uh, tile fight? You're definitely going to get it. Um, is it uh, an Ngannou on an African? They know I already implied it. They know I already implied it, and they already said if if basically Francis Ngannou was to win, uh, the, that is exactly what the one of the first thing they do is they sort that card out for Africa. Mm-hmm. You, you'd be stupid not to. You, you've got them all three champions there at a time now. When you've already had Israel Adesanya and Kamaru Usman both say it's better to have three champions than it is two, mm-hmm. and then they say it's better to have two champions than it is one multiple yeah. champion. You, you do it. The, the time is now to do it. Whether it's yeah. the, the rematch with Steve here, which I highly doubt is going to happen straight away, it's definitely going to be against Jones. You, you do it in Africa. You do the uh, Jones versus uh, Ngarni was the main event. You do the Israel and the Sanya. Cool. Um, yeah, cool main yeah. event versus... And then Usman Masvidal. 
I mean, I don't think that's all right. I, you know, Mazda, no, I'd say even Colby, because Colby, that needs to happen. I agree with Ben Askren. Ben Askren came out today and he said, Colby, Colby. <laughs> that would be uh, Colby's worst nightmare, going having to fight in Africa. But it would be, it, it, it'd be good, because at the end of the day, look at uh, Usman's last uh, performance against Burns. Yeah, fair enough. He, he finished him and he made easy work of him. But in the first round, Burns nearly finished him. And the only person who's really took... Usman to deep waters, bar from Burns, is Corbett. Now, I would say Usman doesn't deserve that title fight. We all know why he's getting the title fight, because of money. Masvidal. Yeah, 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 because Masvidal is getting that title fight just because of money now. Yeah, I think that's what they do with the with that with that card anyway, with Masvidal and Corbett going there. But then you've got to look at it as it's the biggest card. You're going to Africa. It was a bigger I mean, continent. And, and, and that fan base in, in Nigeria is rabid. Absolutely rabid. That's they, it. You don't just it do, would sell out that day. That's it. You don't just do anyone now. That's that's the problem that you face. Who is he facing if he was to 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 fight in Africa? Who's who's going to top Francis Ngani versus Bones and Usman versus Kobe too? I mean, the, the obvious fight is Whitaker. They'd gastle him if he fucking beats him. It yeah, depends. It all comes down to that fight in that in that division. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up now with uh, some more uh, comments. And honestly, you guys have been absolutely amazing with these comments in in the chat. Thank We've you. made this show um, so much more fun. Uh, we've got Matt JC coming back with John Jones uh, tweeting, "Show me the money." I saw that oh, right after the fight ended. Uh, yeah, that's that's the money <laughs> fight. Uh, <laughs> This is one thing that Dana White was banking on. He was banking on Ngannou win because he knows that Ngannou versus Bones sells more than Miocic versus Bones. Um, then we've got Tanner saying, uh, Francis throwing that head kick in the first looked like one man throwing a tree at another man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And for me, it was re- a really slow-paced kick, but there was just no gain out of it. It was just like a caber like toss. Um, then we've got um, Mark coming back with uh, Ngarno's biggest thing was he needed the ground defence and... Uh, He's getting there, absolutely. But not only the ground defence, but the, the ability to turn the that defence as well. Into offense, yeah. Yeah. It's not just the defence, the offence. Yeah. But uh, the, he did do something stupid there. He did try, and DC had, DC made that point you know, straight away. As soon as he was defending, and as when he was doing the defensive wrestling and were able to get back to the feet, he should have got back to the feet and left it there yeah. rather than go to offense. Even though it's good that he's showing that he's got offensive, He's also knocking that, motherfuckers out. Yeah, that, that was that. that was him going into uh, early uh, career Francis and Garden mode where it was just all offense. I think he caught himself, didn't he? And he like reset himself. Yeah, he was more he was patient. He, yeah. he brought himself back around. He were able to keep himself composed and like, hang on a minute, we've, we've got a game plan. We did this in the last fight. Don't fuck up. Yeah, so we've got Tanner with uh, Francis punching Stipe's head from Stipe's back is when the game changed. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that for me was when Stipe realised... That's realized, when he turned from a fire to a fucking murder. Yeah, Stipe realised his one massive... Um, um, his one massive advantage against uh, Francis was not exactly an advantage anymore. I think he puts a bit of weight. If he, if he does the fight him again, I think he don't weigh in at 234. Yeah. I think he puts a good bit of 10 to 15 pound on... You're going to put that on, it's going to help you out, absorb a lot more of his power. Yeah, and uh, Mark JC said uh, that jab that took Stipe's legs out from under him popped me, uh, and Garnu was scary strong. Yeah, the jab was it was a nothing jab as well, though. That was the worrying thing. That's it was it was a tester jab, like a, a range testing jab, and it spun Miocic's jaw, and Miocic was just just shot by it. Well, that's a scary point. You, you've got Usman now. If you can just go back, he's had Usman in his corner. Him and Usman has been spending a lot of time together. Usman has got a scary jab like a piston. He were able to drop the burns of it. He were also able mm-hmm. to drop Colby with it. I'm not surprised um, Francis Ngannou has been able to pick up technique from the welterweight champion. And he's not only tech picking up, he's showing that he's been able to Use them. He's, he's, he's just won a fucking belt and killed a man. Wow. And uh, the last comment, uh, Ray, oh my God, 
Covington going to fight in Africa is like sending <laughs> Donald Trump to present that. at the BET Hip Hop Awards. Wow, Covington. I mean, it, it's almost a, it would be almost as shocking as the news that came out that uh, uh, Ronda Rousey is uh, is is essentially African American. That, that came out this week, which is just absolutely yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, give me attention! Shut up, you prick. <laughs> anyway, guys, we honestly do appreciate all the support and the love in the chat. You made this show really, really fun. No event next week. We actually get a week off for what the first time since. I think the last time was September, so we've gone like oh. nearly six, seven months without for a, you guys. That's uh, what we do. For you. Off. So um, subscribe. It's fucking free, mate. It's free. <laughs> follow our stuff. It's free. Cost you nothing. Yeah, definitely. Go and Don't follow. Later, huh? Free. Go and follow Carlos here uh, after that rant on uh, on Twitter at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow me at DJ Kirby. Follow the show on all social medias. If if it's not. Uh, if it's not Twitter, it's more than likely Carlos will be uh, interacting with you. But uh, he's he's got the the Instagram and the Facebook unlocked, so that's at uh, Five Rounds Pod. Definitely go and check out all the uh, content on our networks. We work with some amazing teams. Uh, the guys at uh, Cheshire have been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Visionaries Global Media, they've been there since day one. Um, we've got a lot of love for those guys. And then Shooting the Sports-ish, uh, where you get to see uh, us live and in living colour um, every week, uh, bringing this content for you. And, and like I said earlier, if, if, uh, if you uh, like what we're doing here, Definitely uh, uh, go and uh, give our Patreon a, a, a subscribe over at patreon.com slash shooting the sports ish, where we've been providing you loads of extra little content there. Uh, but for me, uh, this has been absolutely amazing show. I am worn out. It's nearly seven o'clock. It's bedtime, guys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.